So this is Deb Finan. Um, welcome to the Mayor Finan podcast. Today we are going to be talking about um, social services and also funding of programs within the city of Champaign. I'm going to start by introducing Carrie Wyman, who is our neighborhood services director, and then I will let her um, introduce our other guests. Thanks, Mayor. Thank you for having us today. And with us, we have Rob Dollhouse III from See You at Home, and we also have Mary Knowles Deppen from United Way, and we're so grateful. Uh, they're doing some wonderful things in the community, and we're grateful to have them join us today. That's great. I, you know, I think that um, with COVID, it has really intensified the need for social service funding and services. And so I'd like to take the opportunity to highlight the good work that is being done, but also highlight um, the work that remains to be done and the need that's out there. Um, so I'm going to start with you, Carrie. Can you give us a little bit of an overview of the different groups that the city has been working with um, since COVID on social service issues? Sure. Um, I'll talk specifically about some of the work in my department, and I know there's others in the organization. I know you had um, Bruce Knight, for example, uh, last week, I think, on the podcast talking about economic development. I know Tracy Parsons is involved with the coalition. Um, but we've specifically been working on health and human services. And with that, uh, when the stay-at-home order went into place, uh, we immediately started um, pulling together the teams that we work with during the regular season, if you will, or uh, before the pandemic. Um, many of the people that are on the um, continuum of service providers to the homeless, um, the other uh, jurisdictions, Urbana, Rantoul, the county, and with that, we focused primarily at the beginning, uh, there was a heavy focus on the homeless, because if you recall, uh, I think we even had one snowstorm at the beginning of the stay-at-home order that very first weekend. It was still very cold outside, and that was a concern. Um, we did have shelter, but we also knew that the shelters would be closing soon, and so that was one of our early concerns. And then with that came, of course, other housing issues that we needed to, to address, um, and Food, uh, there's groups, I think the United Way can talk a little bit more about See You Better Together. That was an early push. Um, the city had some involvement with that to make sure that we had food for our families uh, in the community and the work that you're in unit for of making sure that families, while their kids were not in school, still had access to healthy food. Okay, well, since you mentioned it first, I think let's start with it first and we have Rob um, with us. So let's talk about homelessness and our neighbors without addresses and kind of what's going on in the community relating to that. Sure, Mayor Fine. Thank you so much for, for having me. Um, Rob with See You at Home. And as it relates to our friends without an address, you know, Carrie, you mentioned uh, crazy weather that happens. And even thinking back to the beginning of the shelter season, uh, the winter shelter season last year, on, you know, on uh, October 31st on Halloween when we had that oh. blizzard. <laughs> so we were able to, uh, to open the men, um, to open those shelters even a night earlier than we had planned. Um, the idea and the goal was that we would have the shelters open through April 15th this year and then close those down, regroup, and reopen them later this fall. Um, because of uh, the COVID situation, um, 
uh, us at CU at Home and our partners over at Austin's place have said, you know what, we have to, uh, we have to continue having those services available because there's, there's just a lot of anxiety um, surrounding our folks uh, without an address. There's a lot of questions. There's, you know, during the stay at home order, we were just, we're getting a lot of questions about, okay, I'm supposed to shelter in place, but I don't have a place to shelter. Where am I going to be able to go? Um, am I going to be arrested for being outside for, you know, because I have to quarantine or I have to, you know, self uh, isolate and, and all of these different things. And if you can imagine the anxiety that our folks feel uh, on a daily basis, then add the pandemic on top of it. Um, it was a very, uh, very stressful time, but luckily, I mean, we've been blessed enough to have such support from our community. Not able, or not only were we able to keep um, the shelters open even longer for both the men and women, but we we're also able to extend the hours at the Phoenix Daytime Drop-In Center there on 70 East Washington. Um, so those hours we extended from 20 hours a week all the way up to 69 hours a week, really filling in those gaps during the day and even on the weekends uh, when our folks would normally go to the libraries or go to the coffee shops, go to visit places like that, well, those weren't open. And so there's not really any place in town where our friends felt welcome where they felt they could go uh, so we were able to open extra for that so as it is right now we've got the shelters um, still open still ongoing uh, and still continuing conversations with the women over at Austin's place um, to figure out what would shelter look like for those in need uh, even through the rest of the spring and the summer um, so certainly we'll keep everyone updated as those plans come together um, but again, we just we feel blessed to have the opportunity to continue to provide those services and fill those gaps, uh, especially during this time. So I'm going to jump around. I didn't really mean to do this, but I'm going to put Carrie on the spot because I happened to be at our city council meeting last night. So do you want to talk about some of the additional shelter funding and kind of what we're doing there as a city? Yeah, thank you, Mayor. Um, it was a Great to have a unanimous vote last night and, uh, and council comments regarding making sure that we continue with shelter. Um, the city council did approve last night $120,000 between our COVID, our special federal COVID dollars and also reallocating some um, money the current year that we're in. So that totals up to 120,000. And on top of that, uh, it'll be voted on June 16th, but we also notified council. Uh, we recognize that there's an ongoing need um, as Julie Pride, who has attended many of our Friday morning sessions, has pointed out, public health would very much like the shelter to stay open until there's, until we know that it's safe. We don't know that could be a long time. And so with that, um, we're also proposing uh, an additional, I think it's, I'm going to pull up the numbers here, um, $22,559 for the year for us that starts July 1. And so that's a total of $142,000. Um, to help with sheltering in our community. And we know it's very much needed. And, and I would be remiss, um, you know, Mayor, you asked me about partners and I, and I didn't list one critical partner, which is the Champaign Park District. They've really stepped up here and very quickly, which I think we're all doing things very quickly at these times. Um, but with Rob's need, um, I think you were at 50 men uh, in your facility over on Washington and quickly realized uh, with Julie Pride um, and public health giving guidance, we needed more space so that we could safely maintain that six feet social distancing. And what an amazing thing that Rob's team and, and, and the men 
uh, staying there, we're able to move. None of us like to move, but imagine moving your entire operation into a Park District facility. And so I want to say thank you to Park District for making that happen and, and for Rob's team for graciously following the public health protocols. That's great. So I'm going to move from um, the issue of homelessness to the issue of food insecurity. And I'm going to call on Mary to talk about the See You Better Together program, which was put together, it seemed like, almost instantly by United Way and Community Foundation. So can you speak to that a bit? Yes. Um, thank you so much, Mayor. Um, the See You Better Together is part of the Champaign County COVID-19 Relief Fund uh, established by United Way and the Community Foundation of East Central Illinois. Uh, the community has been so generous in supporting this fund. Um, in addition, we've received two grants from the Illinois COVID-19 Response Fund that has allowed us to distribute nearly $720,000 to local programs, uh, which one of is See You Better Together. Um, in total, a third of our local relief funds have been used to help people access food, which is phenomenal. Uh, we are in the middle of collecting data. Uh, we have over 5,200 households that have accessed food thanks to this relief fund. Um, so specifically, See You Better Together, the fund partnered with the Stevens Family YMCA, Stone Creek Church, the Vineyard Church, and so many others um, to establish and this all happened when our schools transitioned to remote learning. Um, the schools were able to quickly provide breakfasts and lunches for students, and they have an incredible setup. Uh, we heard from local superintendents that the schools really wanted to do more for the rest of the family. So every member of the household could access food. And that's where See You Better Together can come in. Uh, it provides a bag of supplemental groceries to Champaign and Urbana families. Um, it has provided over 75,000 meals, plus personal care products and cleaning items. And in just the Champaign School District, we have been seeing over 700 families a week, uh, which is great to see the help that we're able to provide to local families to give them a boost when it comes to groceries. This whole process is only possible due to the thousands of volunteers that have come in to help um, we encourage anyone who is interested in helping um, to visit the United Way website to learn more about how you can volunteer as part of See You Better Together. And I assume people can make donations as well to, at the United Way website and at the See You at Home website as you're both doing all of this work. Um, I want to talk a little bit about um, accessing resources and 211. And I'm not sure really if that's Carrie or if that's Mary, because I know United Way is really involved with 211. I'll, I'll start if you don't mind. And then Mary will probably have a lot more information than I have. But um, it'd be, again, at the beginning of the pandemic, trying to figure out how to get information quickly to everyone because uh, this was such an unknown and um, circumstance. And um, I'm proud to say 211 has been around for a long time. And even I struggle sometimes to remember to give people that tool first. I try to think of the direct place to send someone or refer someone. And so I think the pandemic has really highlighted what a uh, similar to shelter, 211 can be a benefit for our community. And so they really stepped up. Um, 
we have actually three partners here. So 211 is who you call, and, and Mary and United Way specifically funds 211 along with some other local partners. Um, but behind the scenes, we have a website that people can access. So if people don't want to call, they'd rather at midnight just look something up. Um, through the pandemic, there was a, uh, we created a website um, specifically the Champaign County COVID-19, and you can find all kinds of resources. And then the, the third partner is kind of the silent partner, and that's the University of Illinois School of Social Work, uh, specifically the Community Learning Lab. They have been amazing. Um, they quickly started pulling information and putting it into a spreadsheet at the beginning of this COVID um, uh, situation. And we realized having people, having multiple websites for people to go to somewhat is burdensome. You don't know which one's been the most up-to-date, which one's accurate. And so we asked if our partners at U of I would consider um, certainly keeping up their website, but if they would feed and funnel that information to 211, who was tasked with answering all these phone calls, and also to the county COVID website. And they graciously agreed to do that and continue to do that update. So um, lots of people behind the scenes and just want to give a shout out to them. And, and Mary may have more specific information about 211. Yes, um, thank you, Carrie. It has been phenomenal to see um, people band together um, to support our 211 service um, and ensure that all of the resources are available um, and accurate and up-to-date in a time where things are rapidly changing. Um, one partner I really want to mention is the Champaign County Mental Health Board and Developmental Disabilities Board. Um, they're a 50-50 funding partner with us at United Way for our local 211 service. Um, it would not be possible without them. And one of the great benefits of 211 is that it is available 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and a real person answers the phone. Um, and that person can ask some of those questions to find deeper needs and help you connect with resources you may not have known existed in your community or that are brand new. And so it saves people a lot of time um, and stress of having to call around to multiple organizations and locations to get the right answer the first time. Um, call volume with our 211 center has been incredibly high um, throughout the first a few weeks of the pandemic. And so we are really grateful for those operators. Uh, we sent them a gift of thanks uh, to say thank you. Uh, they are some of those critical workers in our community and um, just really grateful for all of the supports and folks that have provided updates to that directory to keep it as relevant as it can be to our community. That's great, thank you. So the next area that um, I wanted to talk about was um, youth programming and I'm gonna again start with putting Carrie on the spot because I know that we again with the COVID money that we received from the federal government we are increasing some youth programming so can you speak to the city um, relationships and who we are working with and again I know United Way is involved as part of that as well thanks mayor um, we at the city of Champaign, you're correct, have been funding a program we call Community Matters. And I like to highlight that because community is actually spelled capital C-O-M-M, -M, capital U, for, to emphasize the unity. And that's been around since 2009. Um, our partners include the school district, the park district, um, Lifeline Incorporated, Don Moyer's Boy, Don Moyer Boys and Girls Club, and Dream Academy. 
And over the years, we've been super focused on some of our targeted neighborhoods to ensure we have youth programs uh, for low-income families and vulnerable populations. And those have gone very well. So the, with the COVID funding um, added in current year plus next year's funding, it's a total of $276,000 that will be going into youth programs. Um, and typically, um, some of that money is already spent because it's in the year that we're currently in, but a uh, majority of that will need to be programmed and they are working, all those partners are working so hard to figure out how can we best serve our families at such an unusual time. Um, clearly right now we're all virtual, but we know that some people are returning to work. We know there's going to be childcare needs. Um, we know that, and we know that there's a desire to have some type of activities or camps uh, for those families that have those needs. So um, some of the things I've learned, I'm not, I'm not as in, uh, deep in the woods or in the weeds as I used to be on this, but um, they're doing virtual programming in a bag. And um, I personally got an invitation because I have kids in the school in the schools here, but they sent out a request. Um, you can get, pick up a bag or have a bag delivered if you're in one of our targeted areas. You'll have the ability to get a, different weekly activities for your child uh, based on age. Um, to help keep them entertained at home during these times. Um, and then there'll also be, I think it's two hours a week, that you'll do virtual Zoom your child with uh, a camp instructor, if you will, which I think is amazing. Um, if your kid is in school right now, they've been doing Zoom, and so it'll shift to more recreational um, opportunities, but they'll engage with them virtually, they'll have the activities in the bag, and then they all, and that changes every week so that, you know, it's, it's new and exciting. Kids will have something to look forward to, to, to get in the mail or, or to pick up each week. Um, so that's one area. And they're also working with public health. Again, I just can't speak enough. Uh, public health is just, you know, going, uh, and there's actually a Zoom meeting right now that I'm missing, which uh, I believe public health is speaking at for all of our virtual, uh, virtual meeting with all of our neighborhood leaders. But um, public health is working with all of these groups to make sure that the camps or the childcare or the, uh, the mentoring programs that they're trying to operate that, that we help fund and support. And I know United Way does many of these as well, that they're all compliant with COVID and that we're keeping people as safe as we can. And Mary, I don't know if you wanted to add uh, some of what United Way is doing with youth programs. Yeah, thank you, Carrie. Um, we have been in several conversations with local organizations, other members of our team on our community impact team and looking at what does summer programming look like when we can't gather. And that has been some really interesting and unique ideas have come out of those meetings. Um, I think that one thing we have seen at United Way is that everyone really cares about the kids in our community and wants to make sure the youth um, in our community have access to programming uh, over the summer months that helps with education, personal growth, and development. Um, all of those things are so important. And so uh, we have some of our COVID-19 relief fund um, in the future. That's one of the potential future waves that we can provide funding for um, is summer youth programming. Um, all of those details are still currently being worked out right now, um, but we are moving really quickly. Um, that's one of the things that the COVID process has really, um, <laughs> has really changed, uh, has really made us move quicker and faster. And we thought we moved quickly uh, before this. And so um, we were reducing as many barriers as possible in order to uh, just, just do things faster um, and make sure folks have um, the resources they need. So 
um, we are excited about the future. That's great. So Rob, I know that you're also involved in See You at Work, which is a partnership with Champaign Township, um, which, you know, we have a township supervisor, but the city council sits as the town board. So can you tell us, um, is that going to be starting up again this summer? I know there have been um, issues with social distancing, not that there were issues with the people doing it, but that we couldn't run the program for a while because of COVID. And so can you, can you tell us what the plans are? Absolutely. So yes, See You at Work, it's a partnership we have with the City of Champaign Township Office. We've been doing it now coming up on two years. Um, and uh, it's a program where we take our folks on the street, men and women, and we actually uh, provide them with manual labor jobs, whether that's uh, city beautification, picking up trash, shoveling snow, raking leaves. Um, even over the last uh, couple weeks, we've taken a small group uh, and actually had them make masks. Uh, we had a group of three guys make over 250 cloth masks uh, in one in one three-hour shift. So, um, you know, it, it's kind of breaking, helping break the stereotypes, uh, those negative stereotypes of our friends on the street as well. Uh, I'm excited to share with you that uh, this week, actually, um, as we speak uh, earlier this morning, um, there was a shift uh, out at Prosperity Gardens. Uh, I hope I'm not stealing Andy Cornstrom's thunder here uh, by sharing that, but um, Andy and the township um, have acquired uh, have a partnership with Prosperity Gardens. So not only are our folks going to be able to, you know, do those beautification tasks on and off, but now we're taking uh, our folks and giving them some skills in the garden and they can see, no pun intended, the fruits of their labor <laughs> um, over a few weeks, uh, over a few weeks and a few months. And my understanding is then to be able to sell those products uh, at the farmer's market. So it's really evolved. It's been an amazing process to, to see and to watch over the past couple of years. You know, this program, uh, it's modeled after a program in Albuquerque, New Mexico called There's a Better Way. And, uh, you know, out there they pick up a bunch of tumbleweeds. And uh, in a matter of three years, the program's budget was six times what it started. So I can really see this program uh, continuing to expand and evolve and just give our friends on the street more and more opportunities to get the dignity of working, to feel empowered, to, to get paid for their labors. Uh, it's just a blessing to see. So we're, we're excited to continue to, to be a part of that uh, partnership. That's great, thank you. That's a great program. Um, Carrie, I think I'm turning back to you. I wanna talk about options for people with rental assistance or that are are having trouble with um, bills, whether whether that be um, with rent or utilities, and you know what options are out there for people, and how is the city participating? Thanks, Mayor, and and I'll go ahead and start. And I, Mary, again, if you want to join in, I know you guys have some funding as well. They actually kicked off a, a rental assistance program early on in partnership with our townships and. And I was remiss in not mentioning, uh, but both Andy and Danielle, the, our local township supervisors over at Cunningham and here in Champaign have been uh, on Friday morning calls, just instrumental in giving us some ideas. And so one of the early, early on coming up with a rental assistance program, and I think that's, that runs with the partnership of the townships and RPC and United Way and Community Foundation contributed funds. 
um, we're a little bit uh, slower to respond. We're using our federal COVID dollars. So that's what went to city council last night. Um, mayor uh, and council approved the $50,000 additional funds. Um, we have a few tweaks, I think, based on some of our input last night that we're going to make uh, to the program, uh, maybe a little bit different than the current one, but it's nice to know that we'll keep replenishing because I think that's been a very popular program as people early on uh, were hit with unemployment or loss of income or even a reduction in income um, like we've never seen before over the entire community. And so the rent assistance will be a program and if you don't mind, Mayor, can I jump in before we turn over to Mary? I'll talk about reentry um, because it kind of ties. We also have in our community, um, we know that there were people that just suddenly um, were released from the Illinois Department of Corrections. We have an uh, agency here called First Followers who already is on the ground doing case management and helping people reenter um, back into a community after they've been paroled. Um, and that is very important work on its own. But suddenly, um, there were many people whose families couldn't make preparations. I mean, it's exciting to think that maybe someone's coming home that you love and, and has uh, served their time or most of their time. But to not have plans in place uh, can be a, um, a burden for the family, obviously. And so first followers, we're also going to be allocating some funds, uh, just under $25,000 to help them with the case management. Um, they do a welcome kit. Um, right now, until the DMV opens, you can't even go get an ID. So you're coming home and you're already violating a rule, right? You won't be able to show proper ID. So it's so critical. Um, you know, there's an issue about, you'll need, a, you'll need a smartphone, so that, or at least a cell phone, so that you can do your virtual parole meetings. Um, and they're on the ground doing that work. So city council, again, last night allocated funds to that. We're so grateful for that. And in addition, um, moved forward with, um, well, on June 16th, we've also, will be putting another 30,000 in next year's budget. Uh, so just a little over $50,000 to help with reentry. And, and the housing piece of that will encourage families that are um, helping with reentry to apply through that rental assistance program. Um, but the case management and all the other services that are so desperately needed. Um, and for right now, most of that has been done on a voluntary basis. So we're really glad to see we can help support those efforts. Um, the last piece I wanna add, and, and Mayor, uh, this came up last night, so we're still researching it, but I know there was also a request, our rental assistance program, one of the key differences will be probably looking at offering that as a mortgage product as well, meaning for low-income families that currently have a mortgage but have a substantial loss of income um, and don't have other avenues, uh, making our program available to help with a mortgage payment and it or a rent payment if you're a tenant. So we're looking into making that minor adjustment to the program as well. Um, and Mary, if you want to add to some of your experience or United Way's experience with the rental program. Thank you, Carrie. Uh, it's really exciting to hear, especially about the work in reentry. Um, it's so important. Um, so thank you for that um, great work um, and support. Um, we have, from the very beginning of the COVID-19 relief fund, the first wave of funding we released was for uh, rental assistance. Um, and it, we have contributed to that additionally in other ways throughout um, additional waves of funding in the future. And we have some preliminary numbers back that we've helped um, 69 households with rent or mortgage assistance um, by working with 
um, our partners at RPC, but also other programs in the community that have relationships, client relationships, and to help them um, to pay those mortgage bills, help 27 households with utilities, um, and then direct financial assistance. Um, that's 202 households um, have been helped with that. Um, so help with groceries, help with other bills um, that aren't in those other categories um, to, to help people get by. Um, we have been seeing um, and helping a lot of families who do not qualify for unemployment. Um, and that has been one of our um, niche areas, so to speak, here at United Way through some of our grants, uh, focusing a lot of our work on populations with a significant COVID burden, but also populations where help and relief isn't available through other avenues. So we wanna make sure here in Champaign County and in East Central Illinois, um, that families who need help can get it. And that's been a big focus of our grant process. And so we're really, um, those numbers are just a, a few weeks old, so I know that they're bigger now. Um, and we have an additional wave of funding coming um, in some of those areas as well. So um, it's been, some of the stories that have come in have been um, just phenomenal in the, the need, but phenomenal in the way that our local nonprofit sector has been innovative in the way they help. Um, I have not, I, I knew that this was an innovative sector um, when I, by working in the nonprofit sector for a while, but it has really shown um, the ways that we can partner and think uh, creatively and make a little bit of money go a really long way to help families in our community. So that has been a huge positive and we're putting together a great report of all of these great stories that we hope to share later this summer. I can't wait to read it. That's awesome. Um, so before we end today, I don't know if there's anything else anyone wants to add either about programs you're currently working on that we didn't touch on or, um, you know, just anything else relating to what we have talked about. Rob, it looks like maybe you do. Yes, I would be remiss, Mayor, and thank you, thank you for, again for having us. I'd, I'd be remiss uh, if I didn't throw out several thank yous to so many different organizations. You know, I think uh, it, we've been blessed to receive at CU at Home a lot of uh, positive feedback um, from, from so many community members, but we, we can't do what we do alone. And the, the Friday morning calls that we've been a part of to have partnerships with the city um, to be able to talk with you know, Champaign and Urbana, to talk with public health, the township offices, uh, to be able to, um, to sit down with folks like that. My, my daughter's just popping in here, hello. <laughs> to be able to, to, to talk with folks like that has been just an incredible experience. The Regional Planning Commission partnering with us um, and saying, hey, we, uh, we're gonna put some funds together to help the shelter continue uh, to operate past April 15th. Um, that has been nothing short of amazing. We rely so much on the faith community here in town and our business partners and individuals and families. And now to have even more community connection, it has just blown me away. And, uh, and so I just wanted to, on behalf of CU at Home, just say a huge thank you uh, to you, Mayor, um, for your continued leadership here in town and for all of those that have to make difficult decisions daily. Um, you are all in my thoughts and prayers. And, uh, and again, we're just, we're honored to be a part of it and to, to be able to fill these gaps in the community because our friends are, are a very, very 
vulnerable group, but they're also a very amazing and incredible group of people that uh, need to be supported. So again, just I'm honored. Thank you. You have kids and I have dogs. My dogs. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, the joys of working from home. Mary, did you have something you wanted to add? I just two things, um, and both are just notes of gratitude um, to our nonprofit sector and all of those who work in it um, every single day. Uh, we want to make sure the community knows our nonprofit sector is open and has been open and serving people in the community. Help is available. And so please reach out to them. They're phenomenal people um, here to serve our community and do amazing work. So thank you to them for all of the services um, and that they provide. And I also just wanna thank every supporter of United Way of the Community Foundation, our partner in the COVID-19 fund, um, everyone who supports financially, everyone who supports through shares on social media, through their time, through their advocacy work, um, we could not do what we do without partners. And so just wanted to say thank you um, to the entire community. Uh, we're here to serve you. Um, so please let us know if you see a need in the community that you believe is not being met, our, we are here. Uh, so give us a call, let us know what you see, and we'll do our best um, to make sure that resources get um, to people in our community who need it. Thank you, Carrie. I just want to echo what they've said. Um, obviously, our nonprofits and our other, you know, governmental partners. It's just, it's, um, I'm just, I'm blown away by what a wonderful place this is to live, to work, to send your kids to school, to play when we're allowed to come out eventually again. And uh, Mayor, I wanted to give you um, a thank you because it has been a difficult couple of days, and your leadership just shines. And you know. I, we weren't even sure about the study session after the weekend. You know, Jennifer and I talked about would we even, you know, is this the right time? And of course it's the right time because we need to celebrate all the good things that are doing and empower people, you know, people of color, people empower people that are without an address. And uh, so I just want to say thank you for still having this podcast today when I know there is so much on your plate and you taking the time to highlight. Uh, so thank you from the bottom of my heart. This is a great community. Thank you, Carrie. I, um, I want to thank all of you for joining me and for the work that you are doing. Um, I, you know, I think it, you all talked about it, but it's really important to highlight the partnerships that are happening in this community. When, you know, kind of the first week of the stay-at-home order, I learned that United Way and Community Foundation had come together um, you know, sharing donors and sharing dollars to make sure that community needs got met. Um, you know, Rob, your partnerships with the township, and I know that you work with the other not-for-profits in this community. We have highlighted a few here today. I know there are many. Um, there are lots of people doing good work, and the fact that we are all trying to not duplicate services and we are all, you know, not worried about territories, but rather serving the people of the community is really impressive and um, not found everywhere. We live in a really special place, and you all make it a better place. So thank you for joining me today. I'm, I'm really happy to have learned more about what's going on in our community. Thank you.